Welcome, everybody, to the Locked on Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Brian Kamenetsky. Andy is out. He is slacking. He just like uh, Montrezl. Second Harrell. day. Second day. He's like, all right, I'm taking the night off. Like, who does that? Who takes Montrezl a night Harrell. off on their second day? It's it's like that meme, right, where they're, they have the two strong arms that are that are, you know, but it's three of them. It's three strong mm-hmm. arms that, and well, one less strong, visibly less strong than the other ones, uh, where they're all just taking a night off. They're all just going to, you know. Yeah, I, it's it's appalling. It is appalling. After what I thought was a very strong, strong introduction to the the, the locked on Lakers audience. Yeah, uh, he just takes the night off, and the reception was great. And he was like, "I don't want any of that. I nope. just, you know, I'm done here." So he's uh, not here for that heat. <laughs> so today's show, uh, tough one here. Uh, we we do have to get to some Orca facts because the Lakers lost. So we'll we'll get to that in here in a bit. You have the uh, Andre Drummond, you know has the polar opposite game basically of, of what he did in Brooklyn. Um, Montrezl Harrell also really struggled in this one. Maybe his worst game as a pro in, in, in a long time. Uh, and we still didn't see Marcus all. So we're going to discuss the front court minutes. Who's well, well, no, you saw him, Anthony saw him for five tantalizing minutes. I mean, that's a good point. It was just enough. Like it was, it was, it was a game of just a tip. And, wet, and then so you wet well, your, you wet your beak. It was like, Oh, Oh. And then, well, it was great. Cause they went on that eight Oh run. And it was like, <laughs> we've been saying it, but, uh, but then they gave some of that back anyway. And then Kuz struggled and he doesn't look quite right. So I'm kind of wondering if it's, if, if it may, might make some sense to uh, give him, a bit of a break if they can afford it literally roster wise. And then finally to wrap things up, we got to discuss the uh, Lakers next six games. So they have one game in Charlotte, which will be uh, the last game of this road trip. And they come home for a game against Boston two against Utah. And then they go on the road for two against Dallas. So this next five games is going to be pretty important. So we'll discuss how we think those are going to go. Um, all right. So did you know that Orcas, can actually be all white. I don't see color, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, there's like a couple of, there's like, this is the most albino orcas that, that has ever existed at one time. There's like a huh. bunch of them. They're swimming around. So, so yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. so I, just to introduce you to this, when the Lakers have been losing, I've been giving uh, orca tips and I forgot one day. And some and and there are some listeners who are actually kind of upset, like who who were kind of pissed that I didn't give an orca. Uh, you will be back. excited then to know that I am waking up uh, at seven o'clock Pacific time on uh, Wednesday morning or Tuesday morning, I should say, uh-huh. to speak to a marine biologist in Ireland, what? Um, where I do believe they they do monitor. Yeah, Shetland orcas. Yeah, the largest <sighs> toothed whale uh, that it can be found in Irish seas. I need to, I, we're talking more about this off the air. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. Let's discuss. I the, have uh, side gigs, Anthony. <laughs> I'm really impressed. I'm like legit blown away. Uh, Andre Drummond goes for here. You ready for a whopper of a, of a line here? Sure. He goes for three points, 10 boards, uh, four turnovers, which is particularly bad for a big uh, one of three from the, from the field. And, you know, there were some stretches defensively where he was neither contesting nor boxing out. So it was that office space meme of what exactly do you do here? Um, <laughs> and, and, and then to follow him up, Montres Harrell in the 15 minutes that he was out there, zero points, 
uh, two rebounds, 0-4 from the field. And, and like I said a second ago, I think that might be one of his worst games ever as a pro. Um, so on games like this, you would think, yeah, we'll get some Mar- Marcus Saul minutes. Those guys clearly don't have it. We got one five-minute stretch, and I'm trying not to pull my hair out. Well, here's the thing. Thank- First of all, keep your hair. It's worth it. Um, but <laughs> the, the, the Knicks very obviously – watching the tape of Saturday's game against Brooklyn very clearly said, we are not going to let those guys beat us. We're not going to let Drummond roam free in the paint and get early offense and post up and do all that stuff and get down low against, you know, Nerland's Noel where he can push them around in the wrong mm-hmm. spots and all that kind of stuff. They were very conscientious of that. They, they swarmed Drummond every time he had the ball and forced the Lakers into a bunch of turnovers and said, look, if he can kick the ball out and they can make three pointers like they did against Brooklyn on Saturday, maybe they'll win. Mm-hmm. We're going to bet they're not going to do that. And guess what? They were right. And so, you know, the 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 Lakers, in some ways, as, as weird as it sounds, almost match up worse against a team like the Knicks because the Knicks mm-hmm. are good defensively. The, the Nets are okay at times, um, but the Knicks are legit good on that side of the ball. Yeah, and so, four. you know, fourth in the league, I think it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you said. like So that's that's part of it like you know they didn't shoot the ball the, in the same way and the team that they were playing didn't let them get those kind of easy baskets or advantageous advantageous positions that they did on saturday and so i mean i wasn't terribly surprised by that you just sort of got to hope that they shoot the ball better there were 30 30 percent most of the game i think they had a late macklemore three that pushed them up to 33 percent, which by the way is still not good mm-hmm. um and they turned the ball over too much well we've seen this movie before yeah, they really, you know, the ideal Laker game where they win a basketball game now, they shoot well from three-point range, and uh, they don't turn the ball over as much. Those are those like those are the two things that I kind of keep an eye on the most. Yeah, it, was four, it was 14 against Brooklyn, 24 tonight. 24 tonight. They shoot 33%, like you said, from three-point range. And, yeah, that's that's why you see a 20-plus a point butt kicking the other night and then you see a 15 point loss in this one um i i think that spells it out but i'm 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 curious so were you surprised not to see mark sooner in the game given the way it was going because no drummond no. and and harold clearly never had no, it no no it's very hard to play <laughs> three centers and like yeah do you do you pull players are let me, i'll ask you this Okay. Are Montrezl Harrell, given what he's done, is particularly over the you know the, this run without you know the star players, are Harrell and Andre Drummond the kind of guys that you ride a little bit and then when you don't get what you need, you pull them? Like you know, do you let them play like your better players and work through dry spots and and lackluster, or do you yank them? I mean, that's the question you have to ask. Like if you're gonna you know cut them out really quick, like I, I've not seen what I need from from six minutes of Drummond. Let's go get Mark. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's not how the of, world works, but that's the benefit of the depth, right? Like, that's why you have a deep team is so that you do have more options if somebody doesn't have it. But now, not in the Drummond, same Drummond doesn't it, Drummond is not going to come out because they're trying to get him acclimated and they're trying to, to make all that work. And all the, I don't and see, all, all the promises they made him. It will obviously, yeah, contractual <laughs> promises. And and then uh, and then but Montrez, though, is is one where if he clearly like at no point in this game did he seem very interested in competing and that's the kind of thing that where you know if if a coach 
has another option there. I didn't, you know, that's if, 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 if Montrose Harrell's only grabbing two rebounds <laughs> and, and he's I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm just trying yeah. to like, really, am I, am I in a world where I don't think Montrez was competing? Like that I, doesn't seem like that's very out of character. No, it, there's a difference well, between not playing well and not caring and not trying. Yeah, I mean, but that's why it stands out because he is normally so clearly playing harder than everybody else around him. And he didn't look like he was tonight. And and I think if if that's the situation, then that is the one spot where you do you 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 do have the leeway to say, all right, well, we're we're gonna get Gasol in there and we'll see what he offers us a little bit earlier than with eight minutes left of a 10 point game. I mean, they could have. I mean, I, like, yeah. They could have. I I I but I, I just you you want to give Harold, I mean, he only played 15 minutes tonight. You want to give mm-hmm. him 15, 20 minutes. You want to, you're going to give Drummond, you know, what did he end up with? It wasn't 25. a huge number, 25. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's really a question like, are you going to try to, do you, do you have a better chance of trying to win this game if you go big or if you go small? Because mm-hmm. if you put Gasol back in, you're essentially going back to that big lineup and the Lakers tend to be effective when they've been smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you can't do that with Mark on the floor. They're just like, I don't, I, I, I can't get worked up about this stuff. You can't play three centers. It's really hard to play three centers, especially like, you know, when you have this sort of big versus small lineups, you know, yeah. none of those guys are focal points. Or, I mean, I guess Drummond is supposed to be, but like, they're not necessarily, you know, the centerpiece of your offense. And, you know, I, I like that they put Gasol in, which was about offense, not defense. Mm-hmm. And it worked briefly. But, like, this just is not – they didn't hit enough shots. And they turned they turned them all over 24 times. Mm-hmm. 24. Well, Gasol does help in that department, though, in, in, in ball control and stuff like that. Like, if you have Gasol making some of those decisions that – Taylor Horton Tucker was was pretty sloppy with the ball tonight, and and uh, Schroeder was especially like even by Schroeder standards uh, was, was, was pretty loose. sloppy with yeah. it. Um, and so I think if you get Gasol in there, he can help with some of that decision making. And maybe twenty four becomes twenty. But yeah, I it, I'm not saying that this decided the game or anything like that. I'm just kind of curious about the the decision making process and what what is kind of how this is kind of going on. Um, we got to take a break though. When we come back, we uh, I got to talk about. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's minutes he plays 30 while he's pretty clearly not quite right physically and I'm kind of curious if you think that this is something that the Lakers should address and maybe sit him down for a little bit uh, because when he's out there he's going to go 100% and then finally like I said we're going to go and jump ahead to the next five or six games and see how the Lakers might fare in those. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting Locker Rooms for Locked On uh, once a week. We've been doing them every Friday afternoon, and they've been a blast. Uh, So now you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on the Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Lakers podcast or through our Locked On or Locker Room conversations. 
Uh, be sure to join me this week and every week on Fridays at uh, 2 p.m. my time, noon Pacific. Uh, go download the free Lock Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, or NHL group for the latest league ups- updates. And you can follow me on uh, Lock Room at Anthony Irwin LA, just like my Twitter, and be notified when my room goes live. And you don't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week again, Friday at 2, my time, noon, yours, uh, if you're in the Pacific time zone. Uh, I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the team. See you there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. Today's show is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Head on over to rockauto.com where you will visit a family business that has been doing this for over two decades now. uh, And you are going to find the best collection of parts that you can possibly find on the internet. Uh, It is getting insane. (laughs) The, The... the more high-tech these cars get, the more difficult it is to find the proper part. And that makes it all the easier for the big companies to mark up all of the parts that you might need should anything go wrong with your car. Well, rockauto.com is here to help you avoid all of those kinds of messes uh, as best you can. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil. Uh, your car needs carpet. They have that too. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, and prices you prefer. And most importantly, the prices you see are going to be the same for everybody, regardless of your driving background. So again, head on over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and then write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new locked on today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts locked on today in a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest news stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On today wherever you get podcasts. All right, so how much of Kuzma's struggles tonight had to do with that jacket with all the mirrors? I think most of it. Um, <laughs> I, I admire, like, we we were all over Kuz for what he wore in the Miami game. Uh, <laughs> he was like... Know, South Beach hold, hold casual wear. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it literally is a jacket that is filled with mirrors. So <laughs> it's a conceptually, I don't get it. Like I like it's you don't look at yourself in his jacket. Like other people see themselves in their jacket. Is I think it, that's like, the it's, point. I think it's supposed to be deep. Yeah, right? I I think it's I think it's like you know. Do you see yourself in me kind of a thing? But but is he allowed to walk on the sidewalk line, like on the sidewalk with that? Because if like the sun hits it at the right angle, it becomes a traffic hazard. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, aren't there certain colors of paint you're not allowed to use on a right. car or something because they're too shiny? <laughs> right. I'm kind of wondering if so you I guess know. he couldn't drive a motorcycle with it. 
well, that would be, yeah, literal shards of stuff might be sticking in 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 you and and but just from that <laughs> light fall. stand with the blindness yeah. thing, he probably wouldn't be allowed to sit in a crowd with that thing because like it'd be like he's like a walking disco ball at that point. <laughs> right. The light hits him and just starts shining all over the place. If it's if it's like nighttime, he can't walk up and down the sidewalk because there's lights all over the place that are going to be jumping off of him. And, and, and yeah, like the, it's, it, it's fashion week here. Like nobody, no normal person wears that only models and celebrities and fashion week people. Well, I, mean, I, I just, likes to make sure we're looking at him. I kind of wonder, all right, I'm going to let you filibuster for a little bit. Cause I want to see how much that jacket costs. And I can talk to David and see if can you can, figure that out. <laughs> I don't know. It's Kyle Kuzma. How much are you Googling? Mirrors. How much did Kyle Kuzma's jacket cost? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I want. It was that, but like, is that? I just want to know what you put in the search term. Kyle Kuzma jacket mirrors cost. Okay, what'd you get? And uh, well, there's one that does have mirror. It's not the same one, but it's we're looking at about five hundred bucks. Okay. So I mean, I, I think I could, you know, David, if uh, if you're listening, I'm going to expense Kyle Kuzma's jacket, and from now on, when I do my locked on nows. I'll do them all in Kyle Kuzma's mirror jacket, which again is going to be kind of frustrating because there's a spotlight. He's making like down. what, like thirteen before the Puma money? That's yeah, that's thirty. He's unmarried. Oh no, I mean like for Kuz, his, his girlfriend is away. richer than he. His girlfriend might be richer than he is by a lot. I think. I, think I, mean, she's I don't know 30. exactly how much Winnie Harlow makes, but she does well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think. Um, I think. I think. What we just found out here is that I got to get this jacket and, and do these locked on. I think this is what it really, it screams disposable income. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. I got a little more money than I know what to do. Even if I'm very responsible and I put a lot away, and yeah. I'm saving for retirement and I'm doing all the right stuff, I've still got a little bit more than I know what to do with. He needs to turn that jacket into an NFT, right? Like that's the move here. Probably. That's, that's where we go. We need um, to blockchain that thing. So Kuz uh, has been dealing with, I believe, calf soreness, right? Yes. That's, that's what he's been kind of nursing. And in this one, he goes for 30 minutes, 14 points, 5 of 13 from the field, 2 of 7 from three-point range, a game low minus 26, uh, which that was, was the bad part. It was, it was and, and sometimes, you know, you look at plus minuses and you say like, well, you know, it, it's kind of a, a weird stat. This was one that made sense. Like, I didn't think he looked very good out there. He took some, like some of those two of nine from three point range looks super short. And I'm wondering, like, do you think it might make sense at some point? Maybe not immediately, not on the immediate horizon, but maybe once AD and once LeBron get back, do you, do you give him like a week or so? Maybe I don't think they'll have time. That's I mean that's, the biggest that's a, that's problem big with the biggest problem with these injuries is that they rob the Lakers of a chance to do exactly what you're talking about, which is give guys rest who need rest. Who are like either you choose to do that or you choose to build up rhythm as a team. You can't do mm -hmm. both, and particularly when you're going to try to integrate Drummond into the lineup, if you you figure out you know what are the lineups where we might want to use Ben McLemore or whatever it might be. You don't have the luxury of that because if AD comes back, you know, I, I will get into this at some point, like, oh, in a week, in mm -hmm. 10 days or whatever it might be, you know, LeBron is looking at the beginning of May, probably there are only 10 games, like eight games left when you get once May starts. And yeah. so if they want to try to build up rhythm as a team and you might need to, given your opening round matchup could be the Clippers or Denver, the way things are set up. 
I don't know if you can have, if you had the luxury of letting Kuz sit or anyone really. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, that's the, that's why I think it should happen. I think it would be good to, to give him a, a bit of a break, but you're absolutely right. Mathematically speaking, you're, you're running right, really Anthony. low. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Why you we people had, brought me in? We we had, we had it like I I still just slotted myself as the wrong person on these shows, and so I brought you guys in to to take the position of like all right, you guys are going to be counterpoint. Right. <laughs> you will be point. We will be counterpoint. But the but yeah, I I think I think the the math here is starting to get tough. Where the Lakers have twenty ish games, I believe, maybe even under twenty games left, and it's eighteen after tonight. Wow. And then hopefully, I, think, I mean, I'm, I'm really bad at math. I was yeah. I, whatever we were brought in here uh, for, it was not math. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah, I, if, if he's, if he's going to miss a week's worth of games, that's four ish, three or four games based on how many games they're playing per week right now. And that puts you at 14 games that at most you can be able to play with, LeBron and AD and, and, and everybody, the full rotation. Right. And I just, I think, unfortunately, the, the priority has to be getting some of that rhythm with all of those guys. The nice thing is though, with Kuz is that he's coming back from last year. He's one of the longer tenured Lakers. So if, if there's a reason that you could give him a rest, it's that like, he's been here long enough. He's played with LeBron. He's played with AD long enough to where, if he's really hurting, if it's very clear that he can't quite go and get up to speed the way you need him to be able to get up to speed, then then I think it, you know the 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 health can be the priority more with him than it might be with like it's just, yeah, Andre Drummond's it's extra just, toenail. Yeah, but the, 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 the there is the the downward trend here. Like if if you look at it, you know, I'm I'm trying to go backwards on his game log. He, mm-hmm. The great game against Sacramento was 11 of 18 from the floor. But that's the only game he's been above 50% since the 16th of January, February, March, wow. when they played Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Every other game, it's been in the 30s, a couple in the 40s, a couple in the 30s, a bunch of the 20s, shooting 39% this month in four games. And, you know, to some degree, this is just who he's always been. He's yeah. never been a particularly efficient guy. And I think we all just got, got kind of used to early season Kuzma. Um, where you know he was doing so many good things and the three ball was falling and all that stuff looked really good and now in april he's you know it's 27 percent from three-point range and um march it was just under 35 but that was really front-loaded yeah um, the, the the back side of the month wasn't nearly as good but like i i don't know i mean what do you think like, I, I they learned last year in the playoffs they do not need him to be a great offensive player for them to win well, the nice thing is with AD and LeBron, he learned throughout the season, like, all right, there are games that I need to be a rebounder. There are games that I exactly. need to be a defender. There are the games that I need to be a facilitator. Or every so often, I do need to knock down some of these shots. So um, that would be the nice thing when they come back that he can focus more on those things. I think right now, the, as the team is kind of put together, it's impossible for him to be efficient. Like, he, if he was efficient right now, he would be a, a star. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He'd be on someone else's team. He, he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be a role player. He would be a legitimately really, really good player if he could carry the Lakers right now. He just. He just isn't that player. It's just all I'm worried about is that health. And given you know how much he's been playing this year and all the various things that he's been doing, what that require more physicality, rebounding yeah. for one. 
Uh, his it, minutes it, are higher. You're right. His impressed. minutes are higher than I thought. Like he yeah. played 33, uh, 33 in, uh, in uh, March. He's over 34 in four April games. He's there it's, only like more than I thought. <laughs> yeah. he's, everybody else that's around his size is, is a big. So, um, so yeah, he's, huh. he's, he's put in kind of a tough spot. Um, all right, let's take one more quick second here. When we come back, there are two aspects of, of this conversation that I want to, I want to have here. And one is obviously the next five games or so, and the impact that those games, the way that they go might have on seating and whether seating actually matters in the way that we traditionally thinking, think of it, right. Where, where do you want to stay out of the, the six or seven spot, no matter what to avoid those playing games or do you uh, risk it, but depending on the matchup that the Lakers might have there? So uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and take a quick second, come back, and we'll uh, discuss all of that. Today's show is brought to you in part by BetOnline. Head on over to BetOnline. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% deposit bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine can also be found at uh, betonline.ag and also the Twitter account at betonline underscore ag. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best place to place all your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to betonline.ag, use that promo code LOCKEDON, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts, betonline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. So the Lakers' next five after Brooklyn or after Charlotte is uh, Boston, Utah twice, and Dallas twice. And then they get, uh, you know, an, an easier stretch of the schedule where they go Atlanta, or Orlando, Washington, Sacramento, Toronto. So, uh, but these next five games after the Charlotte one, uh, you know, it's, they're going to get tough and the Lakers probably still aren't going to get Anthony Davis back. And I'm curious, where, where do you think, what were, where would you set your expectations for how the next five tougher games that the Lakers are going to have? <laughs> Can you see a shrug emoji on a podcast? I yeah. don't know. I mean, that. <laughs> I, I, I beating Charlotte becomes important. You yeah. know, I mean, like, that's why this game kind of really right is about hurt a little bit. The Knicks felt winnable after Saturday's game, but the flip side is you stole an extra game on this road. They were three yeah. and three, mm-hmm. you know, over the like that was a good that's a good stretch for this team. Like I, Andre Drummond or Dennis Schroeder is their best player. Mm-hmm. That's not a good team. Man, I really, I, I they play really hard. Don't like you know, really, I mean, that's Drummond that's what this is on this team. That's it has to be Schroeder. If it's Drummond, then then I'm going to take a you week. You really off. hate you hate Andre Drummond. I'm just you not hate sure. Him like conceptually, and I think you might hate him as a person. <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely hate him conceptually. Conceptually, for sure. I, hate is a strong word, but I don't I don't like his game very much. I, having watched it a couple times now, I'm. I'm very much cooler on, on Andre Drummond. The thing is, 
when you have a big on a LeBron slash AD team, just be a really good finisher. That's, that's really all you need. The passing stuff doesn't matter as much. The offensive rebounding even isn't that important because a lot of his offensive rebounds are coming off of his own misses, you know? And so like, I'm just kind of, the, the See, notion I mean, look that at the, you now like oh i don't hate him but i'm just going to accuse him casually of stat padding <laughs> of, of running up he his own offensive rebounding stat, totals by missing padding. i've seen him do the thing where he just throws the ball off the backboard <laughs> like eight times yeah just so he can get eight offensive rebounds he does he's it on the, on the lakers basket too it's the craziest thing i don't i don't understand where where he's doing that but yeah i don't i just i i guess the way that i kind of analyze role players here for the Lakers is what skill sets do you need for the talent surrounding LeBron and AD? And I just don't think that his skill set is one that is super important for a LeBron and AD team. And he doesn't do a lot of the things that I do think are really important for a LeBron and AD team. Certainly doesn't space the floor. He does, but like, you know, the, the passing matters because it, it allows you to play the two, you know, him and Davis together. If mm-hmm. you can move Drummond and have him do useful things at you know at the high post or be a little bit more useful up there, then you know you can drop Davis down. It gives you some optionality, but yeah, I agree. But like, there's a reason Drummond. You know, Drummond was rumored to be a guy that they liked coming into the season, and he didn't mm-hmm. end up on the team. I'm sure if they really thought Drummond was a perfect fit and a great player that would work fantastically in their rotation, they'd have figured out a way to get him into LA, and mm-hmm. they didn't. Um, you know, he, I don't think he's meant to be a perfect solution. He's just better than he's a good player and they're short mm. talent right now. So, um, like that part doesn't bother me as much as long as they, like you rightly point out, as long as they don't get so devoted to giving him 30 minutes a night that they, you know, they are hurting themselves, but you know, we'll find out what happens when those guys are back. Um, but like to your original question, I, I think, the Charlotte game is really important. If mm-hmm. you can steal that, like every game they can steal gets them that much further away from the playing game. And, you know, Portland is, is in a bit of a slump right now. Dallas lost again on Monday. Um, so some of these teams are kind of doing the Lakers a little bit of a favor, but you know, you play back-to-back games against Utah, then back-to-back against Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, those Dallas games are obviously, that's the team right now that it, they're, they're currently above in, you know, Dallas is in seventh. Mm-hmm. So you lose two of those games, you know, you better have more than a two game cushion going in or you are the seven seed. So, um, I mean, it's nervous time, but you made an interesting, you asked an interesting question, like seating wise, the play in tournament is dangerous. Like mm-hmm. weird things can happen. Bad things can happen. But assuming you get through, aren't they better as a seven seed in terms of the matchup or an eight seed, as opposed to being the, the, the five or the six. Yeah, so it looks like Utah is probably going to take the top spot, right? They're two games yep. up on Phoenix. Then uh, between Phoenix and the Clippers, you have another game and a half uh, spacing. And then the Clippers and Denver, there's a two-game spacing between those those two teams. And then you have the Lakers there. And I'm saying, like, if the Lakers – so if 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 the playoffs started right now, they'd be going up against Denver. And I would – Really ra- unfair to the Lakers. I would I would really prefer to drop down to the six spot or even to the seven spot, uh, even if that means playing in that playing game, because I would rather face Utah or Phoenix in this situation in that first round than the the Nuggets or the Clippers. And the only thing is, like, it's kind of crazy to say that because you're going into that that playing game and you might be facing 
Memphis, who might be just too young to really recognize that they should be nervous about that kind of a spot. You might be going up against, like right now, uh, Portland is in that same kind of area, and Dallas is in that same kind of area. See, it's like, do you want one game where, like, if and I look, the Lakers beat the the Blazers in five? I get all. I I, yeah. know, I was there. I, oh, I wasn't there there, but I was there. I watched it. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason they won that series as quickly as they did was because Lillard got hurt. Like, do you do you want to be in a situation where you just you know, what if new if Lillard goes nuclear? Yeah, you get you know one of those fifty-two point games from Dame and another twenty-eight from McCollum, and you know if somebody you know, foul trouble for AD early. And now you got to go play one game to stay in the whole thing. Yeah, like you know, and it might be against New Orleans, and they, like you should win that game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But the flip side is, assuming you do, I'd much rather play Utah. Yeah, or Phoenix in the first round. Than, than either the Clippers or Denver, especially given how little time to prep for the playoffs the Lakers are going to have. That's my thing, is that... So if you go up against Denver, I think of those four teams that are above the Lakers right now, I have Denver as, as pretty clearly the best team. I, I, I have them as, as uh, you know significantly higher up on my list of who I'm nervous about than Utah, Phoenix, or the Clippers. And then... With the Clippers, you have somebody. Just picture in you with a big board, like you know, like oh, in I, the back of the house. Right. I mean, it's Anthony's nervous list. <laughs> it's super long. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the Denver Nuggets, Andre Drummond, thirty minutes a night, and then it's just like Snakes. everything after that. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Um, not running out of Orca facts because the Lakers lost too much, you know. Rising um, interest rates, inflation, <laughs> tort reform. Actually, it's property tax out here. Good Lord. But the, um, but yeah, so I have Denver higher than, than the other three teams there. And then I have income tax on, you got to make it up somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's getting outlandish because property is so expensive out here, but yeah, but the, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going to move, I'm going to move the, the frugal move is to move back to your first world problems. Mr. Landowner, Anthony Irwin staring out (laughs) over your Vista. We talked about this. Um, But yeah. So do, where would you have those three? Like, do you, do you agree on Denver or do you have, I I don't know. I mean, I, I, the Denver and Clippers, the Clippers have one, two. Yeah. I mean, they have, they were low key kind of bad like two weeks ago, but that was also while Paul Paul George wasn't either not playing or not playing well. And he's doing Mm -hmm. both of those things now. And now they're one of their, they're sort of low key playing really well and Mm -hmm. nobody's really paying attention to them, which I think they prefer. Um, but yeah, those, I think those are the best teams Yeah, and Utah is really good. I did. I was on spectrum, you know, the, the, you know, Lakers broadcast station the other day. That's right. TV flex. You might be a <laughs> landowner, but I appear, I appear like once a month on television. Um, and I was asked like, which team is the most underrated team in, in, in the West. And I said, Utah, nobody is really taking them seriously. They have the best net rating in the league by a mile. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that they, they did lose to Washington on, on Monday Um, for the second time this season. They lost to Washington. I know. (laughs) Remember when the, when Charlotte used to be the Bobcats used to beat the Lakers every time, every, every game. Yeah. Yeah. Like the it was always like Lakers. Speedy Claxton would like yeah. just carve him up or something like yeah, that. It was, yeah, it was absurd. Like <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but you know, Utah is really good, but I don't think they're a particularly good matchup for the Lakers. Phoenix has played excellent. Um, yeah. and they've got a ton of talent up and down the roster, and 
theoretically they've got wings who can make things difficult and you know deandre uh, deandre ayton has played much better as the season's gone along he's you know, they, that game is developing and chris paul is a badass and so mm-hmm. you know i i don't think those are easy series i just think that it's a better matchup denver and and the Clippers are the two teams that everybody thought were going to be right there with the Lakers as title contenders. And that was before they got Aaron Gordon mm-hmm. uh, in Denver. So yeah, I agree with you. Those are the two best teams. I just don't know which one is theoretically more problematic. Yeah. I, the more that we talk about it, the more that I think about it, I, I actually, it'd be an extra game too, that the Lakers might be able to get some reps in and, and uh, you know, that might matter if, if it takes longer for LeBron to come back. Now that said, LeBron, it's taking longer for him to get back, and he has fewer reps going into a single game that could decide the fate of your season. So, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, this is this is why uh, I have a super long nervous list. Yeah, <laughs> it's because well, it's like if you no start getting, if you start getting to this kind of stuff, like maybe it's better if they play the Clippers in the first round because they don't have to travel and they could you know get on the floor a little bit. Like you have yeah. really you've eaten into all of your margin for error. You're yeah. trying to you are scraping <laughs> for any kind of uh, to to get some of that back. Right. Um, then 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 you more than you want to. So I just it's it's there are consequences to losing these games with these players, even if you want to have guys rest, even if you want to have that. And like you said, some of it I think is wearing down players like Kuzma potentially mm-hmm. or other guys who have had to do more in their absence who may not be used to it. Yeah. You know, that matters too. So, I mean, that was a good point that you made earlier. You know, it happens. Every so often it happens. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Lakers podcast. Uh, Brian will be off tomorrow. He's doing the Andy thing where he went two days in a row and he's going to say, you know what? It's enough work for you. a Kamenetsky. Two days in a row. <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys. You, you're going to be busy talking to the Orca specialist. So I'm, I'm you know, that's, that's right. what that's what we're going to be uh, handling tomorrow. I got some um, hot whale talk tomorrow. Very early <laughs> in the day. By the time uh, most people hear this, my whale talk will be over. Really? Yeah. Seven in the morning. She's in Ireland. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, I'm, I'm legitimately curious how that's going to go. So we're going to end this one, and then I'm going to talk to you about that. Until tomorrow, though, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's, and we'll talk to you.